Hello and welcome to Women In, the podcast about women making strides in their fields and in the world. On this episode of Women In, we have Jenny, the biologist. Jenny is a research associate working at a biopharmaceutical company in the San Francisco Bay Area. On her Instagram, Jenny posts about her passion for science, advice for other girls interested in STEM, and her weight loss journey. It was a pleasure to speak with Jenny about her daily life as a scientist, her role models, and how she'd like her career to progress in the future. Okay, so what industry are you in? Um, so I work in the biopharmaceutical industry. So my company focuses on immuno-oncology. Um, so that's more like targeting, using the immune system to fight cancer specifically. Mm-hmm. But within like the immuno-oncology, or within the pharmaceutical industry, there's a lot of different ones. So there's just regular pharmaceuticals, which would be more like just the pharmacy aspect where you're just getting drugs. Mine is more biopharmaceutical. So we use biology to um, develop these drugs and treatments. Right. That's really interesting. Um, so what does an average uh, work, of work day look like for you? Um, so it's actually pretty different, especially now with COVID-19 going on. Um, it's pretty different than what it normally would be. But as of right now, uh, in general, every day and every week is kind of different. Um, It really depends what's going on with the project and kind of if any new projects come up. So most of the time, like all the time, I every week I already have a routine um, assay I run that kind of screens for drugs, for the new drugs that we're developing. Um, So those are certain days. I already have that on certain days. And then the other days it kind of gets supplemented with any new development that I'm working on so Mm -hmm. usually in the morning I'll go in um, and it kind of consists of a lot of cell culture work any bench work that I do on my um, bench with biochemical stuff or just regular pretty much anything to test these drugs Um, it kind of varies some days it'll be like really short like an hour or two and then some days it's like I'm in there for like six hours, but then I come home and I still have a lot more work I need to do on my computer or analyze the data from that day or the previous day. So like any given day, you can have like a very small amount of work and a lot of work. It's very different. It's like, there's no, honestly, there's no set schedule, which is kind of, which just gets kind of annoying sometimes, especially with um, COVID. It's been a lot harder because pre-COVID, I had more of a set schedule. Okay, I go to the office like 8.30 to 4.30 every day. And I know, okay, when I come home, I check, I usually don't do any more work. Um, but with COVID, it's kind of more mixed now because there's a lot of things, um, especially because we want to work from home as much as we can. I only go into the office for as long as I need. So if that day happens to be only two hours and I go for two hours, if that day ha- ten, happens to be six or eight hours and I'm there. Um, yeah, there's really no set time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Um... What's the best part of the job for you? So for me, I, I'm not a patient person. So I don't like interacting with people, um, like how a doctor or how pharmacists or like a nurse, like I don't like doing that. Uh, I'm definitely more of a work alone, independently type person. But I like that I can, I know that what I'm working on will lead to us being able to uh, pick, find a drug and uh, eventually put it out to test uh, in clinical trials for people like cancer patients that need it. Or 
um, in the end, ideally being able to get it out to the public so everyone can use. And what's the most frustrating part of the job for you? Most frustrating? I mean, I kind of already mentioned um, the kind of not being able to know what's going on. Sometimes a lot of things come up really randomly and it gets really overwhelming a lot of the times um, because a lot of things are going on at once and there's a lot of moving pieces. So like I said, I do do my regular work already, but if anything else gets added or gets requested, that gets added on top of my current work. So then my workload kind of changes and like certain weeks, like the past few weeks, it's been really busy. And then sometimes I just like don't really know because there's nothing I can really do because also like everyone else has their own projects going on. So I can't ask for help. So kind of it's up to me to time manage and schedule everything out on my own. So it's kind of like juggling a lot of different things. And I still have like my regular meetings, um, meetings with other people trying to help other my, my other coworkers on certain things. So there's just a lot going on. So would you say that your field um, has a lot of representation of women? Yeah, uh, specifically, uh, I'm not sure if you're in college or not, or like in general, but like, I feel like in general, biology tends to be very female, not female focused, but heavily female. Um, especially in my college classes, a lot more were female. And even the ones, uh, I, I'm not really sure why <laughs> that it's like that, um, but um, yeah, in my company, it definitely is a lot of female. I would say, like, management-wise, um, it tends to be more male, males in general. Mm -hmm. um, me, I, that, I'm not really sure why, but um, there are a lot of females in management positions in my company, which I think is very good because then we get a lot of representation of um, that as well. Is, so is that having more women in management positions, is that kind of out of the ordinary for your company? Um, well, so my company, I feel like my company is pretty good about having that representation. Like they hire a lot based on merit and experience versus like connections. And a lot of these people that have worked in my company, they've worked together before. Um, so back in school, when I was in academia and doing my master's, um, my professor was a female, was a woman. And she um, was deaf. She had talked about a lot about kind of what it was like for her because as a professor, like you kind of have to stand up to like the department chair or whatever else is like, whoever, whoever else you're talking to. And for her, she did, it, she did say it got difficult a lot of times because they would tell her like, well, you don't really need to do as much but she still needs to do her work to get funding and to kind of to support the lab. So um, I feel like when I had having her as a mentor and a, as an advisor definitely kind of helped me uh, grow in my own aspect of that because yeah, there are a lot of females in my field, but still like I can't be like just complacent and like just I have to be able to stand up for myself too mm -hmm. in my work. Yeah. So. Uh, what what drew you to the biomedical field mm -hmm. or biopharmaceutical um, field? I mean, yeah, it's kind of all related, but like, um, I guess going into biology, like there's only, like, I kind of view it as, okay, well, there's only going to the healthcare field, like being a doctor, nurse, pharmacist, that, that route, or um, working uh, in like staying in academia, being a professor, uh, kind of that route or be just being a lecturer and then kind of the, one of the other routes is going into the government 
Um, and then the other one would be going into the biopharmaceutical industry. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really, I had thought about becoming a professor at one point, And then I kind of just was like, okay, no, that's a little too difficult. I didn't, like, I enjoy teaching, but I don't think I want to have my own lab and kind of pursue a PhD. So then kind of the alternative was to go into biopharmaceutical. And um, when you're in academia, there's a lot of negative connotations about the industry. They kind of think it's like, oh, it's very routine. It gets boring. Um, like people, everyone, and it's just for the money because like, yeah, like you do get paid a lot more than if you were like working in the academic route. Um, but like when I started it, it was like nothing like I expected at all. Because it, it was like a lot better, like in a good way. Like it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be and how people made it out to be. Mm-hmm. I think that like, especially because I was only one of my friends going to that field at that time, I didn't really know what to expect. And so it was a nice, pleasant surprise. Yeah, that's that's nice. Um, so I guess you kind of already answered this question, but have you or do you experience sexism in your industry? Yeah, I don't personally. I feel like, like I mentioned, like in biology, there's a lot of women and um, I feel like everyone is very good about helping each other and kind of raising each other up and teaching each other. So I never feel like I, and even males and females, I never feel like I'm like less than them in any way. Like, yeah, I don't have as much experience, but they're always willing to teach me. That's pretty positive. I, I mean, I've talked to some other women in like, yeah. who work in tech or filmmaking or stuff like that. And they really... Yes. The yeah. sexism is really, you know, pronounced. It's there. very bad. Yeah. yeah. I I definitely am very lucky. And a lot of people do say that, like, my company, maybe it might just be my company, because this is the only company I've worked at. So it's hard to say if all the fields are like this. I know at bigger companies, I'm sure it definitely is an issue, because the bigger the company, the harder it is to kind of get to know, be, know each other well and to be comfortable with everyone. Whereas my company, it's not so big yet that it becomes like to that level of oh we don't know each other I don't want to talk to you or like um, you're less than us but I do know some companies the bigger they are they do have that issue so I'm very fortunate that I haven't experienced that in my company and I that's I think one of the reasons why I like chose to stay working here versus like going somewhere else right and have you or do you experience racism in the in your industry? I feel like I haven't. Um, Mostly just because in science and academics, there's a lot of collaboration, either domestically or internationally. So like a lot of people from my company aren't even from America, like they either went to school outside of America, and then they moved here, and then they ended up working here. Or like, um, they were all from different backgrounds, different races. I feel like with science, that's like the one good thing is that because we are all here for our knowledge and for our skills, that doesn't really become an issue or doesn't come up at least to my knowledge. That's, that's pretty positive. I'm, I'm glad. That's yeah, it, I, I do hear that like sometimes some people say like my company is like this fake world of like a utopia because it doesn't seem like all these things happen. Um, and maybe I'm just not aware of it, which that might be on my, like bad on my part, but I just don't think that happens because like, um, in my company, a lot of us are Asian, uh, Asian, Asian American, uh, mainly, mainly 
probably because we are in the San Francisco, San Francisco Bay Area, um, a lot of us are do have uh, Asian heritage. So maybe mm-hmm. that might also be why. But I personally have not experienced any of that. Growing up, did you have any role models yeah. that you looked up to? Or were there any for you? Yeah, so in my, I feel like I never looked up to anyone specifically in my field or like in biology or in science like there's always like the ones you learn your textbooks like Marie Curie um like oh what I forgot what's her name uh Rosalind Franklin like they're in textbooks but I feel like it was never like oh like I look up up to them it was more like wow that's a really cool invention or like cool discovery whereas like for me uh like when I was in late elementary school Michelle Obama became first lady and then that kind of like she was very big on education and kids and like kind of like pushing that and I'm very a big supporter of education just because like I feel like everyone should have that uh, like that the access to education being able to get higher education if they want to and um I feel like because also recently with her coming out with her book and then her new podcast like I feel like I got really into her and I think she became like uh, a, a role model that I didn't realize I even like looked up to. I remember her a little bit. I'm a little bit younger than you, but I do remember her <laughs> yeah. initiatives. And um, you mentioned a little bit earlier, um, but did you have any mentors or supporters when you were in school studying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, my so when I was in my undergrad, I had already joined the lab. And so I had that professor and I also was working directly with a project scientist and she was my main mentor, supervisor through everything. So I learned a lot from her, at least lab wise and my techniques and skills. Whereas from my professor, I learned more of like my like life, how to kind of navigate my career and what I could do with what I know. Mm-hmm. Um, because like in science, there's, there's a lot of things and there's a lot of fields. I just didn't really know what I could really do with it and then she helped they both kind of helped me a lot so they basically like molded me into kind of the scientist I am today yeah that's that's great I'm across all the women who I've talked to it seems like their mentors were also other women who who they could like commiserate with yeah I feel like it's difficult sometimes to relate to a man when it comes to certain things because they just I feel more comfortable sharing and I as an advisor it's a little bit easier to open up with my struggles about school about my research my project or whatever is going on or like just me not knowing what to do with my career there was definitely a lot of times I asked them like what should I do and they kind of gave me the advice or if they didn't know they directed me towards someone that did know so they were never like holding me back and not to say that like if I had a male mentor he would hold me back but it is also that kind of maybe subconscious fear that we all have as girls just to be like, oh, we, I don't really know what his motives are. Right, yeah. Or could be. I don't know if that's just me. And, no, I, I definitely have had that feeling a yeah. little bit with my male, so far just counselors and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And um, what sort of advice would you give to the young women and girls who are interested in going into biology, biopharmaceutical, bio-pharm- et cetera? I feel like the biggest thing about going into biology or just science in general is that there's a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different fields. Like there's not just biology, there's not just like chemistry, like there's so much more. 
and especially in a company too like there's a lot of teams a lot of departments like there's a lot of things that kind of moving pieces that we don't know about and I kind of always advise people like you should try it out like you should try out different classes that aren't just biology that aren't just about human anatomy or like you should try some random classes that sound interesting to you because you never know how that could apply to whatever you're going to do in the future or how it could help you because there's been a lot of classes that I've taken or like things I've just read that aren't related to anything but somehow they helped me in a way that I didn't even realize and I feel like that it's probably the biggest advice I always give to people yeah that's that's great and um in the future how would you like your career to progress what sort of like big aspirations you have yeah so like I mentioned like I don't plan on pursuing a PhD so that does kind of limit me to kind of the ceiling that I'll reach at some point um like I might I may never have a management position and honestly like I don't really think I want to um I've been in positions where I have to kind of delegate and lead people and I personally don't particularly like that because I enjoy being in the lab I enjoy being hands-on doing the research myself so I feel like at some point like I wouldn't want to give that up still um Mm -hmm. I definitely like don't know if I want to do anything outside because there's thing of biopharmacists I can move to a different field if I chose to um and because I didn't, I like finished my master's, I had started at an entry level position um, just because they always require a lot of experience. So like ideally, I just want to move to a scientist position and kind of just be there for who knows how long. Um, I know with biopharmaceuticals, it kind of is a big turnaround time sometimes, like companies come and go. So I might not be in this company a few years from now. And maybe a few years later, like from that, I might not be there either. So it's kind of always adjusting and I, I do want to try different fields and not just the current one I'm in. Yeah, that sounds great. I f- it seems like in your field or like just in science in general, there's a lot of like, you can, you can turn around and like mm-hmm. work in different parts of science. It's not, you're not just limited to one thing. Yeah, definitely. Like at some point, some people like to focus on one team one aspect of it more but I think because I'm still starting out I definitely am open to trying new things um but I do really enjoy what I do so like in the end I may come back to it it's never really like a dead end because you can always go around and try different things because they're always looking for new people all the time because there's so many companies everywhere and in in the San Francisco area is that like a hot spot for kind of like bio uh, oh yeah companies yeah I think it was probably where it all started and in the San Francisco Bay Area that's where kind of the biopharmaceutical and the tech companies they kind of all started around the same time I think um, more so in the like biopharmaceutical started a lot earlier but uh, it's becoming a really big place and I know in other places like there's a lot of other like biotech hubs but definitely in the Bay Area there's a lot of it and it makes it easier to find what you're looking for in a specific company or kind of the research that you're looking for too. Yeah, that sounds like a great place in general, just like the San Francisco area just seems to be the, the place to be if you're interested in like STEM stuff in general. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot. There's a pros and cons of both, but yeah. of being here. Um, but I do think it's like a nice place to kind of start your career sometimes because there's so many opportunities that it's a little bit easier to find sometimes than if you're in a kind of more isolated area it might be a lot more difficult to like get the positions that you want i didn't have this question about like how would you describe your job to a first grader but mm-hmm. i thought it was maybe a little bit yeah it'd be it, it it's it's a little bit difficult to explain sometimes like i would just say that like um i mean yeah like in science you do learn okay like how to talk to the general public how to talk how to make it sense to other people definitely is a skill that i'm not the best at um but like, I would just say that, like, I try new medicines that can help sick, pe- sick people. That's kind of the easiest way to explain it. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's a pretty good explanation, it seems. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women In. If you want to keep up to date on new episodes, follow the Instagram, at womeninblog. You can find transcribed versions of interviews on the website womeninblog.com. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to follow the podcast on Spotify and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts.